This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I quoted during the trial of Amanda's offender last year that I had wanted legal changes that were needed to better protect children and youth. And never in my deepest thoughts did I think that we could do it in British Columbia. That's Carol Todd. A lot of what we're doing right now is because of her struggle. She is the mother of Amanda Todd. And you remember, Amanda Todd took her life in 2012. She had been sexually extorted by a 44-year-old man uh, from Europe. And that trial has also been a huge, uh, hugely covered event that has shown that there is a way to make a difference. And one of the other ways is with what happened yesterday. We had the province introducing legislation to hopefully prevent future cases of sextortion. Because if someone takes an intimate picture of you and then posts it online, up until now there has been shockingly little that you could actually do about it. So what will this legislation change? Well, joining us now is Nikki Sharma, the Attorney General of BC, to talk more about that. Thank you for being back with us. Yeah, nice to be back. Thanks for having me, Simi. Okay, so what will this change for people? So it adds a very important addition to the tools for people that are suffering from this type of sexualized violence, and that is a victim-driven, trauma-informed legal process that helps to make it clear that circulating or threatening intimate images without consent is not lawful in this province and helps people that are victims get orders quickly to remove that content, but also get damages afterwards for the things that they suffered from that. So how quickly can somebody do this? What we are using or proposing to use that the legislation develops is the Civil um, Resolution Tribunal, which is a really innovative form of access to justice. So a lot of the, the tools in that, in that tribunal are online, and really the online tools are targeted at young people. So people being able to make uh, an application to court to say that I want my image removed um, very quickly, and then a decision maker would decide it, issue an order, and then um, it would be on to the perpetrator then to take down all the images um, based on that order. Right, and even if that perpetrator is not based here in this province? That's right. We are um, we are making it illegal to distribute and circuit, circulate um, images without consent. And that means any individual that's doing that, um, we can issue orders and injunctions against them to do so. And we're working in concert with many international organizations that are taking action on this as well. Okay. And so how would you propose then that the big tech companies are going to pay attention to this? Well, this this legislation would give the power of our legal system to issue um, orders against all social media platforms to take down the images. Um, and then we would have the tools that we have in our justice system to, to issue those orders against them um, to take that, take down those orders. So we're doing what we can in BC to hold social media platforms to account with this legislation. Right. So, but is there, has there been discussions with them on that? Like, do they have to cooperate in other jurisdictions? Well, it's part of international efforts to hold social media platforms to account. For example, there's a, there's an organization called Take It Down, which helps people 
um, remove their images from various platforms. There's other jurisdictions that are, that are issuing similar types of orders. And I, my hope is that these companies will look at all of the work that's happening to protect our young people who are suffering these type of contests and comply with these legal orders. And I think um, we all need to do what we can with the tools that we have to hold them to account. Right. Okay. So what steps, like how quickly can this be uh, put into place for people and will this be cumbersome? Like how will they know where to go when somebody posts a picture of them? Yeah. So we are, um, we're planning a lot of really accessible tools with this legislation. First of all, it's sitting in the house right now. My hope is that it'll pass. It'll be introduced by regulation and then the civil resolution tribunal will, will get to work launching all of the online tools to make it very accessible. We're making it so anybody that's underage or minors, if they don't want to tell their parents, if that's a barrier, they can reach out to help from another trusted adult to do so, whether it's a teacher or some other caregiver. Um, we're making it so um, you can go after things that are just even threats. So if somebody is threatening to di- distribute your image, um, you could seek an order to stop them from doing that. There also will be a publication ban unless the, the victim doesn't want that um, to make sure that the privacy is protected. We really tried to develop a process by talking to victims and people like you, like you mentioned before, Carol Todd has been real advocates for better protections for youth. And it's really aimed at making sure um, not only that perpetrators are put on notice, that not only will you be will face legal consequences, we're going to make it quicker for us to go after you for this province and perpet- or victims to go after you to stop distributing these images, but also we're, we're taking the side of victims and whatever they would like to, to see in terms of the legal process. Education is going to be the key here, though, isn't it, right? Because if you want, you need the help, then you're going to have to know that this is available to you to, in order to fight back. That's right. So we are going to be working with our education system, frontline workers, um, people that would be, you know, around young people and or, you know, the adults would come into contact with that to make sure they know that these tools will be available to them. Um, And we will have um, with this a specialized unit in the Civil Resolution Tribunal that will be focused on these types of legal actions. And why use the Civil Resolution Tribunal? Why not go for a more criminal path with this? Well, we always have the criminal path of what we heard from victims of this is that they often don't come forward um, to take advantage of the criminal laws because it's it's not a victim didn't true and as trauma-informed process as it could be. And so um, it can be intimidating and, and you have less control over it. So the process that we're proposing in this legislation gives the victim control over how they do it. It protects them in certain ways. Um, it makes it so they're connected with support. And they know that they're, if they're, they need any other help to go through the process, we're planning on making sure they're surrounded by that support. Okay, so how quickly do we view this kind of coming into force? Uh, well, hopefully it'll pass in, in the House right now. We will go through all the processes to do that here. Um, the legislation comes into force by regulation, and then it'll be available at the Supreme Court and the Civil Resolution Tribunal is working hard to be up and running um, as soon as the regulations are in place. So we're hoping by January um, 2024, everything will be in place, but it'll be kind of a staged process. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time on that. Uh, no problem. Appreciate Thanks for that. having me. That's Nikki Sharma, Attorney General of BC, talking about the Intimate Images Protection Act. Now, this is something that is going to require a lot of education. And, you know, parents out there, you need to know about this. You need to know what is possible if something goes wrong, whether it's your child, whether it's you. People need to know what is available to them to fight back 
against these kinds of situations, which are increasingly all too common. I mean, I think I've heard about three of these cases that just the police told us about in the last couple of weeks, including in communities like Vanderhoof, Vanderhoof RCMP, uh, releasing a statement on a sextortion scheme going on in their community. So it happens everywhere. But people will need to know how they can fight back, and that's going to be part of this. If you want to weigh in, simi at cknw.com. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.